All right, here we are back again with another juicy episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is episode 25. I am your host, Cody Beekman, and I'm joined, as always, by Keats Xanders. I, I was waiting for something in the middle right. there, like like you, 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 you got me a middle name or something. I had one, and then I literally lost it right when I said <laughs> your fucking name. Well... We'll get it next time. But hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> so, and we've also got Ross Mormeyer. What's going on, Ross? <laughs> Not much. And today we are joined by a very special guest. We got uh, a blind p- hockey player out of Chicago, Illinois. We've got Drew Garza. Drew, say what's up to everybody, man. What's up, everybody? Glad <laughs> to be here. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on. We're really looking forward to like hear- hearing about what you got to say. So, we're going to get right into it. Um, no Hockey Day in history for you guys again. We've been kind of lazy. So uh, today, no Hockey Day. Yeah. Plus, I think, I mean, if you were if you were to look back in history, I think there's like just trades and things like that going on right now yeah. anyways, if you were to look back in a day. So if we me- were maybe something with the playoffs with our boy Corpy uh, getting the most saves. Uh, yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah 88 shots. I'll on take that. that. Saves. Yeah, that's worth mentioning. Guys, guys been killing it now. Oh yeah, that's huge. And so yeah, we're uh, we got no hockey day today. I mean, uh, other than some random guy getting signed in, in 1985. So we're gonna move on. And uh, unfortunately, we're gonna move on to quite a solemn topic here. Uh, yesterday. Uh, the hockey world lost uh, a legend, a great man, and a great hockey player. So I just wanted to say, send our love out to the Howardchuck family. Uh, rest in peace, Dale Howardchuck. You changed the hockey landscape, and we were so sad to see you go. Yeah, that was a huge loss today. Rest in peace. Or yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but let's move on to a little bit a uh, little bit happier topic. We've had a full week of playoffs. We're talking the top 16 teams, no play-in rounds, no round robins. This is the straight-up playoffs. So um, we're going to talk a, a little bit about what, we're all, what we've all seen and, uh, you know, like witnessed so far. So I'm going to start it off with Drew. Drew, uh, what are your thoughts on how, how the playoffs have been going so far? Uh, well, uh, the, you know, the thing is my wife and I do the brackets every year and every year it, it just proves that we have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> like, That's so I, true. Yeah. And, and like this year I went all in on the Blackhawks. I was just like, this is it. We're doing it again. It's 2020. We won it in 2010. It's going to be perfect. And, uh, it's, I feel like some of the games have been really kind of what you expected, you know, when, um, Gosh, Colorado blows out Arizona seven to nothing. Twice. Yeah, and and then you have the Blackhawks, who, for all intents and purposes, like they stuck with Vegas that entire series, but just couldn't couldn't seal the deal. You know, they really did. I mean, how many of those games went into overtime with like, I mean, uh, with the Blackhawks with a pretty good chance of pulling it off? I mean, you take Vegas number one in, in into overtime, what? three games and i mean yeah they could have won any of those games really no that is 100 percent true uh but then again there's those insane you know quintuplet is that how you say it five five overtime yes you are correct the opening game of these playoffs tampa bay and columbus goes into five overtimes the fourth longest game in nhl history 
and Corpusalo set a uh, what was it a record for eighty five saves in 80, a eighty five saves. A <laughs> <laughs> kid stood on his head. I mean, I gotta say, I, I think uh, I think like games like that, and I, I mean all the battles that are going down. Uh, you know, Vancouver took an early lead with St. Louis, like two games to none. Yep. Like these, these playoffs are going to be a, a, incredibly interesting. I think. No, absolutely. I, I, I agree. And, and, and one thing I must mention is like life has been a little busy in the Keats world. And, and I, I'll be honest with you guys. I've missed, um, good 80% of the games that have been shown some kind of good I'm not going to lie I'll be good relying job. on I'll be relying on you boys to kind of fill me in <laughs> on things here and there obviously I've, I've I've seen I've seen some I mean the Columbus game where it went into a bajillion overtimes that was one that I was lucky enough to see um but you know I've I've, I've mostly just been kind of like reading up who's where <laughs> but but no man uh to kind of fall back on on the whole columbus thing man talk about underdogs oh yeah i mean yes i get it they got they lost today you know uh but that team is always so underestimated and i and i honestly got to say columbus is one of the only teams in the nhl uh that's really proven that it doesn't you don't need any superstars or anything like that for you to be a team that can you know compete and still kind of make it up there and and they've proven it now two two years in a row um and and i mean they're they're a solid team i really really have been enjoying watching columbus oh yeah all right all right drew so now that uh i mean your your blackhawks are out of it like uh who do you who do you think is going to be going further here uh, I'm pushing for Dallas. I'm from Texas originally, so the Stars were my my first team, and uh, I, I think they got a lot of skill and talent there, and especially with Pavelski and surprisingly Perry. Yeah, I, I mean Pavelski getting that hat trick a couple games ago really did. Uh, I mean, and they've been they've been fighting it out with Calgary right now, that's for sure. And I mean, you you know, you're talking to a huge Ducks fan over here, so I think I'm pretty sure Ross is going to completely agree with you about Corey Perry there. Well, yeah, I, even Joe Pavelski, because that was like all the games that you watched versus the Ducks, because I'd always have the center ice and all that uh, stuff for the TV, and you would always just see just a great matchup between the two and it was great to see old joe pavelski and actually old like Corey perry like in the because it was like they didn't miss a beat and it was like they were you know back in 2010 or something yeah, like that you game know one getting in a fight with mac and chuck <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know that's ridiculous but i mean hey that that is some Corey perry you had a little bit of like skill with some grit so how much probably did his jersey go for for that off of NHL.com because did you see the one when it ended? Uh, any of you? Oh, in the, uh, the Winter Classic when he got kicked out. Oh yeah, yeah. The jersey went for like four thousand dollars or something. Yeah. Jesus, Last the game worn jersey. <laughs> well, no, thanks. <laughs> right. So I mean, yeah, we have four teams that got eliminated eliminated within the last two days: the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, and uh, Carolina Hurricanes, and now the Arizona Coyotes. Out of those four teams that are moving on, who do you think has the best chance to move uh, into the uh, finals? Uh, we'll start with you, Drew. Oof. You know, I'm. 
I really think uh, of the ones that are left, I think Vancouver is going to be, I think it's going to be Vancouver and Boston. Not, not sure about that. Yeah. You don't seem too sure about that. (laughs) Well, no Tuca. That is true. Yeah. He did just recently opt out and you could definitely tell with his play, like his mind was completely elsewhere. Yeah. And it's honest to God, and, and, and nothing against Tuca and stuff. There's there, there's obviously something going on at home, or whatever. You know, as far as we know, everyone's healthy. It's not nothing COVID related or anything like that. But but family family was on his mind, and 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 you know sometimes you just gotta pick priorities, and and family comes number one, and and it it it, it, it might be better for Boston. Maybe to rally around right uh, Yarrow. Yeah. What do you think, Drew? Like, do you think uh, this uh, Boston Bruins team is really trying to play just for Yarrow? No. I mean, yes, but Halak, I mean, he's been in so many big games. I think that they're just happy to have a, a backup that could be a starter on any other team. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think of him as like a Francis. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's and I think uh, that's like the huge saying when it goes into the Stanley Cups. You need to have more than one solid goaltender in case stuff like this happens. Right, absolutely. So uh, what do you think, Keats? Who's, uh, out of who's left, who's going to the semifinals? <sighs> Man, you know, again, not, not really seeing much. Um, Boston is looking good. I was thinking that. Um, what else is who else was left there? Uh, you um, got the Islanders playing uh, Washington, and then yeah, you've got St. Louis playing uh, Vancouver, and uh, Calgary and Dallas, and then uh, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers in Montreal, which is on right now. Right, right, and uh, Tampa already. Uh, they clinched. Yeah. They clinched. Yep, yep. They got that. Uh, man, I mean Washington, I think. Yeah, he's probably gonna move on. Oh, they played. They showed up. They've been showing up. I mean, going down two zero. Yeah, I mean, winning two games straight—that's huge. So I don't see him winning the cup this year. But I mean, moving but on. I, to but the I, I do see him getting. Yeah, moving on. Absolutely. All right, Rusty. What do you think? Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, no, no, no. That's did yeah. I cut you off? No, no. You're good, man. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, thank God, I don't, know, I don't know, want to talk anymore. I just, man, like it just, I haven't seen a lot, yeah. so it's hard. Yeah, and that's the bummer. You like, you just basically going into it, you know, shooting from the hip. Yep. Well, and it was also released today that uh, I guess Tuca's daughter was having medical issues. Is what it was. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh. So I mean, family first, obviously. Absolutely. I mean, good on him, but um, I mean, God, um, I want to. The Avs are looking just spectacular, but we have to see how they're going up against the Golden Knights here. Well, uh, well yeah, we're talking about yeah, the but remaining for right teams now, but that's the remaining going teams. The God, I have to say, God, it's honestly it is a hard. hard fucking question, Spe- man. This year, especially, just, yeah. man. Uh, I don't know. It's like I'm excited for the teams that moved on, but yeah, no, for the remaining teams, it could be a coin flip. It can go either way. Like, and I'd be excited either way. I like, well, I agree with Keats. I like how Washington's uh, veterans have shown up. 
and they've actually started like even without a Nicholas Backstrom right yep. now. Oh yeah, you have Dom, you got Wilson, you got Ovi, you got you know uh, Carlson, you've got Holtby. You, they're all on the same page right they now. They got a really good uh, third and fourth lines. Too. Oh yeah, I mean with Garnet Hathaway, yep. uh, Siegenthal, or Larshaler. I mean, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, so I could see them moving on, and yeah. Well, I, for me, it's obvious that Philly's moving on. I, I just I think Montreal's played played their last games in the bubble, but uh, I mean, if if I'm gonna have to say Dallas, uh, St. Louis, and New York, that's all I'm saying right now. I mean, uh, New York's defense is so staunch and so strong. I just I don't I don't know if. Uh, I mean, Washington's offense can really do this for another uh, two games. So, yeah. I mean, obviously they're. I mean, they have a stout def offense, but I mean, I don't know. I just, I really see uh, the Isles taking it. So, that's what I got. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that too with that game because I mean, God, you got a bunch of young guns versus you know a bunch of seasoned vets with all that. So, no, I mean, and I mean, I, I, you know, I cringe when I say this because. I have such a disdain for uh, Simeon Varlamov. <laughs> <laughs> right. I really do. You I, do. This is this is like this is a personal thing for me, that I just I, he's playing incredible. Like where the fuck was he do, do, uh, when he was playing like this, playing for the Avalanche? You know, I that's what I want to know. You know, but, like like they always talk about. You know, certain certain players have to move on from from certain situations to kind of get like the best out of them again. And I think for Rolamov, I think Colorado was just some, you know, I mean, we know like he, there, there were some issues, you know, outside of the, the hockey locker rooms themselves and whatnot, you know, and that's, that's, that's a whole different conversation. But I think, but I think when you put all those things together, it kind of just, you know, and I gotta kind of think that uh, the New York Islanders now has such a better defense than the Colorado Avalanche. Then. True, yeah, and, and and the Avs were a whole different team back then as well. Yeah, yeah they're, 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 there's a, there's another thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Because so. there was nights when Barley for us stood on his head. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, facing like 50, 40, 50 shots a night. Yeah. And not that's not even including overtime. <laughs> right. I can, and I can never say, like, for, for me, uh, Ver, Verlamov was never one of those goalies where I was ever like, oh, God, get rid of this fucker. You know, like, yeah. there were so many, you know, in the past, like, I think, like, Abishro was one. I was like, I can't stand him. Get him the hell out of here. <laughs> like, that was one guy, uh, you know, like... Um, I loved Peter Budai, and then I got sick of Peter Budai. Yeah. You know, and it just Varlamov never like gave that to me. Like it was he he was to me he was always a solid goalie. Uh, but then once those injuries started, there was yeah. that one. It's just like one after another. Yeah. It just kind of it 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 went downhill from there. And again, plus personal life, and it just it just yeah. I think it was better for him to start fresh yeah start fresh absolutely 
All right, Drew. Uh, so uh, you've been, uh, you've listened to the podcast before. We really like to get down on all sorts of different hockey aspects, and we are so excited to hear hear your story. So um, let's get let's hop into it. I mean, man, um, uh, just give us a you know just give us a little rundown about your background and and you know how you got into hockey. Yeah, um, my so I started skating. Uh, gosh, I, I was too young to really remember, but my uh, godfather's sister worked for the Stars when we lived in Texas, and uh, they played hockey and got me set up with like rollerblades and and all that fun stuff, and and kind of got me started watching the game. Um, but honestly, like I played house league, I played in high school, I played beer league afterwards. Um, I never, when I was younger, I always had the option to play travel hockey or things like that, but I wasn't interested in the the work that it would take to perform at that level, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of kids, you know, some, you know, a lot of them get kind of pushed into it or just really into it. I mean, uh, they, I mean, you know, so, sometimes I had to be even pushed to play travel hockey but as soon as i actually did it like it was worth it but yeah i, I could i could we could understand you know like man i'm cool with playing in the in-house league yeah yeah and and that was the thing like i was good in house league so you know it's not one of those where you're the fourth liner on the travel team that plays two minutes a game you know you're the first liner on house league so you're getting a lot of ice time uh, and it was just fun um and then I, I got older, and instead of pursuing hockey, I pursued art. Uh, so my wife and I actually have an illustration company that we've run um, for the past seven years. Uh, and we do comic conventions and things like that. But um, I guess through all of this, I, I, I always felt like something was kind of missing in my life. Like, I was happy, but there was something else. And... Uh, when I turned 27, uh, I started having vision issues. Uh, I'm a type one diabetic and hadn't taken very good care of myself when I was younger and all of that finally caught up to me. And seven to 10 surgeries later, I, ba- I lost the left eye and I have 20 degrees of vision in the right eye. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's one of those that, um, you, you go through all these procedures and they're like, we we're doing good. And, you know, one, my right eye was actually the one I had surgery on first and you don't realize how much vision you've really, or at least I didn't realize how much vision I lost until, you know, someone came from right in front of me and I didn't know they were there until they were right there. Oh, wow. Um, so, and, and that's also kind of when it clicked for me because before all the surgeries i realized I needed to get in shape. I I knew I was missing hockey. Um, and I, I came home one day and I was like, I'm going to see if I can find a, a, like a tier B or or whatever league around here that I can join to, to really get back into it. And then all these surgeries happen. And I remember on my last doctor's appointment, I walked out and the first thing I said to her was, well, guess I'm never going to play hockey again. And uh, that's that's when it kind of clicked. Like the thing that I was missing wasn't, you know, it wasn't ha- I wasn't sad. It was just I was missing hockey. Um, so 
three years later, I, I was like, there's got to be something, you know, there's beat ball, which is blind baseball. Uh, there's, you know, there's sled hockey, there's standing amputee hockey, there's hard of hearing hockey. Uh, there's got to be something for blind people. And I, and I found the Blackhawks and uh, I was really late in the season and got only got two practices in, but I was hooked. And, and it was so humbling to, to skate with these guys because it, I think that's the biggest thing about blind hockey is that what you're picturing is not at all what it is. You know, everyone pictures us running into walls and, and, you know, needing someone to assist us to find where we're going and all that fun stuff. But like these guys are moving, these guys are moving faster than some of the sighted players I played with in high school. Wow. Now, like, yeah, and, yeah. And can you, well, like, how, how does, how does the league work? I mean, is it, uh, well, uh, so we're, you know, we're, we, we have no idea, you know, uh, like, uh, so yeah. Can you like explain, like, is it like a, like more of a community or like is a league and like, like, how do you guys go about like finding games and stuff? So right now we're, I would probably consider us more of a blind hockey community. We are under the umbrella of USA hockey and there, are, I, I think there are about 16 teams around the country. We have a few in uh, New England. We have one in Texas, here in Chicago, St. Louis. There's one down in Anaheim, Seattle. Uh, I'm, I'm missing a bunch, but there's there's about 150 blind, active blind players in the United States right now. And in Canada, they've got God knows how many more. Um, well, it's Canada, you know. Yeah. And and so the game actually started in Canada, and I, I think want to say it was in the seventies or the eighties, but um, it started up there. The biggest difference, well, the two biggest differences are the puck and the players. So the puck is five and a half inches wide and about two inches tall and made out of steel, and then it's got five steel ball bearings inside of it so it moves slower on the ice and it makes noise as it travels oh wow so it also it also gets dented like real bad you know we'll take a shot it'll go off the post we'll get a dent in it and that's almost better because it gives more surface for the bearings to kind of bounce around in to for the audio cues oh yeah um and so we're, we're divided into three categories. There's a B3, a B2, and a B1. A B3 is what I am, and uh, we're the highest tier of vision. Um, usually we play offense. Uh, and I I believe that it's 40 degrees of vision or greater in your wherever you can see. Or sorry, 40, 40 degrees of vision or less in the, where you can see. Um, and then there's a certain kind of distance as well, uh, parameter. B2s can see less than that, and B1s can see nothing. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, and, and what's crazy is all of our, well, not all, uh, but B1s tend to be our goalies. Um, so so that's one of the other rules in, in blind hockey is that once you enter the zone, you have to complete a pass. Uh, in order to be able to take a shot. And so this will give the defense that, that have maybe a little less vision than you do t 
time to acclimate and adjust to where the puck will be in the zone. And it also gives the goalie a chance to, to set. So you're not putting him in danger. Interesting. And then, yeah, that's, and we've kind of fallen into that right now. And I was going to ask you, so how exactly, I guess the rules when it comes to blind hockey, you know, is it pretty similar to, you know, uh, like your, I don't know, icings and, you know, offsides, things like that. Do you guys follow rules like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything. Every, the only cool. difference is the, the pass in zone. And I believe it's if you pull the goalie at the end of the, you know, the end of the game, you're down one, you pull your goalie. We don't actually pull the goalie because he's 100% blind. Um, right. You can just throw a player on the ice. Interesting. Oh, cool. Okay. Very cool. And uh, now, I'm sorry if we're, we seem like idiots here because, you know. No, like, no not at all. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, you know, I've heard about sled hockey. I'm in a wheelchair, so I've, I've done a lot of research about that and stuff. So I'm a little, I'm, I'm more familiar with that, if anything. So, yeah, I mean, how is, uh, how is offsides, like, dealt and stuff, you know? Like, how are, how are is it just like when the referee says offsides it's that's like your audio cue so um no they don't we don't actually get i mean beyond the the standard refs kind of yelling offsides if you're you know chasing after someone that going for the puck um they do use a different i believe it's an electronic whistle that they sound when there's been a completed pass so everyone on the ice knows that a shot could be coming in um, but that's really that's really it. The, the game is exactly the same. We play on the same ice. We we tend to play on international size ice instead. Oh, cool! That's really cool. And is that um, the international size? Is that just to give you guys more room, essentially, uh, or is that so just Team USA? That's so. The thing is that right now. Um, there aren't any single teams in the country that could field an, a full team. Um, so our programs are non-for-profit. They, they are built to allow visually impaired folks to try hockey. You know, they're, I don't want to say unfortunately, but, you know, for people that want to be more competitive, um, you're you're also working with people on at the same time that are learned to skate or you know they they may not know exactly what's going on so it makes it a little bit harder to um really like put it you know like a practice you would have had in high school we we don't we don't really get those oh uh, yeah well mainly ice time and stuff just yeah yeah well i mean and that's a shame you know like uh, uh non-profits kind of kind of get the uh ass into the deal with that huh well and we're we're really lucky the blackhawks are really good for us they they help us out um you know the even even if we're just lending us their logo like the blackhawks crest gets opens doors i feel you know it's if you can say i'm part of the blackhawks blind hockey team then you know people will listen to you a little bit more oh yeah i, I would imagine so it just has that appeal to the ear basically yeah and and so they they try and I, I think the other thing is that the the sport is so small right now that it's just gonna take time before we and and I guess it's also 
getting the players out there that, you know, we have 150 players in the country and how many visually impaired people are there in the United States? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, well, just like I said earlier, you know, this is like, I, I think all, all three of us, you know, we've, we've been hockey fans most of our lives and uh, we're just learning about this, you know? Yeah, I've seen a few tidbits here and there, but I didn't even know that it was an actual league and a thing like this is just fascinating because I've watched a few sled hockey tournaments and they would advertise that once in a while during that. I was curious. There was never any games. I didn't know, you know, what the heck is going on with this. It piqued my curiosity because this is amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you guys have a team, I, I believe they're called the Eclipse. It's the Colorado Eclipse. I know they've done some some events at the Pepsi Center. Um, so they're, they're, they're out there too. Um, but so, so we don't have games per se. Like the Blackhawks team will play the Chicago Warriors team every now and then. Um, sometimes we'll play high schools. But our big things are tournament events um so we have the blind hockey classic that we played in minnesota last august um and that was the first blind tournament i'd been at and it was awesome because beforehand i got asked to uh play as a sub for team usa against a bunch of nhl alumni that's neat oh Oh, my so yeah, that was like that was one of those that I was already nervous going to the tournament, and then I got asked to do this, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna do it, but oh yeah, terrifying. <laughs> um, who, who are some of the players that you got to play against then? So the Hendricksons, Darby Hendrickson, um, was out there. They they're Minnesota guys, yeah. um, and honest. So <laughs> unfortunately, he's the only name I can ever remember because he is also the guy that I completely took out during the game <laughs> hey man that's no easy feat like he wasn't he wasn't no yeah he wasn't no slouch so that you know you, you better take that and just like wear like a badge of honor man I, so it, it was it was the middle of the game and i'm skating into the slot with the puck and someone knocked it away from me and so i'm looking to see where it's going and all of a sudden i just felt this body and then all of a sudden the body was gone and I looked down and there's just this, this player on the ice. And I'm, I'm, I'm appalled. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Can I help you up? And he gets up and I'm like, that's, that's Darby Hendrickson. <laughs> and he, and he starts to, he's like, come in, man, come on, hug it out. And I'm like, he's going to beat me up <laughs> <laughs> right now. And I'm like, I didn't see you. I'm sorry. I couldn't see you. <laughs> oh, he's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And, uh, and I was just terrified. He's <laughs> just like, I'm and, a- <laughs> sorry no, go for it go for it no it's, so i i was terrified and i and he, he called over another player and i can't remember his name either because the whole time i'm like i'm gonna get beat up my first game back i'm gonna get beat up by the assistant coach of the wild because i couldn't see him and, and it was fine i was fine he left me alone after that it was great but <laughs> um so fast forward to February of this year, I got invited to play at the Hendrickson Foundation um, through USA Hockey to play in a joint team between uh, that had some Americans and blind Canadian players playing against the U.S. national team. And uh, we had a morning skate and we're, we're getting off the ice to go back to the dorms. And one of our guys is from Minnesota and he's really close to the Hendricksons. And so he starts talking to Darby's brother and 
his brother's like, oh, man. And, yeah, it was really cool seeing the blind guys play. Darby was telling us about the last time he played against you guys, someone came in and just completely knocked the snot out of him in the spot. And I, I, I raised my hand, and as I was going to say, that was me, I had to pull it back down. Like, I don't know if that's really something I want to know that it oh. was that I did. But oh. it, was, it, was so, it was such a cool, like, it was fun that at least he remembered that, you know, too. That's hilarious. He lit me up like a candle, and I didn't even know which way was north or south. Oh, man. <laughs> Drew, I would have raised my hand loud and proud. Yeah, and like, yeah. That me. was me. I knocked, I knocked Darby Hendrickson on his ass. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Better watch your ass next time we get on there. Oh, that's in, that, that is incredible, man. That is so awesome. So how often do you do these tournaments and stuff? Like, is it is, is it monthly, like yearly? What, like how, how often do you guys actually get to like skate and stuff so the teams have different practice schedules the blackhawks practice once a week um and then our tournaments right now we have two big tournaments for all blind hockey players um there's the blind hockey classic that was supposed to be in st louis in october which due to covid was canceled um and then there's the Disabled Hockey Fest in Pittsburgh in March. And that's a great event because that's all forms of disabled hockey. So there's special hockey, sled hockey, blind hockey, deaf, hard of hearing. I mean, any any disabil- dis- disabled hockey is, is there. Um, sled hockey requires its own weekend for that. So it's, it's cool to kind of get everyone together. Um, we're working on other tournaments. That's one of the big kind of pitfalls for for us right now is lack of game, in my opinion, is lack of game experience. Um, yeah. And that, because that's, I mean, you guys know if, you, if you've played, there's, there's something completely different in a practice than there is in a game situation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, totally different feel. You know, you're, you know, Plus, I mean, you know that that game that game feeling is just something you 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 miss and you, you crave almost, you know. No, absolutely. And Drew, yeah, yeah Drew, I was going to ask you too. Um, I mean, you already mentioned kind of COVID jumping jumping in in the way of things of, of this year's upcoming tournaments and such. Um, even with all that going on right now, uh, do you still get to go on the ice at least once a week, or or is there pretty pretty um uh strict restrictions still in chicago uh with all that a lot of the ice is open um but they aren't allowing games so there you can have like stick and puck or you can have team practices but you can't have contact and practices um so it's it's like we're sort of open uh and waiting to to open all the way but you know who knows if if that's going to stay around much longer either yeah well i gotcha. mean it's also up and down right now I'll, I'll be honest with you drew it's it sounds pretty pretty almost better than what we have right here in colorado uh most our oh, rinks really? are yeah i mean they're open but it's uh mainly for privates private skates um so there's no stick and bucks, nothing like that. Um, and then uh, your regular, you know, people that are paid for like their uh, adult league games and such, uh, y- you get to play. But but it's there, a lot of restrictions basically. Uh, you 
you only can get to the ice 25 minutes prior to the game, things like that. So th th there's a lot of rules. <laughs> Do they make you guys dress in the car or dress at home? No, that's been one nice thing. Um, from what I heard, that was kind of the thing right at the beginning. Uh, but right now, you can dress in the locker rooms. Uh, the first is basically when you first walk into the rink, someone's going to take your, take your temperature real quick. Uh, there's a waiver that you sign, um, and then obviously you got to have a mask on walking through the ring to the locker room um, and uh, where you can get dressed and, and get on the ice. Um, and I've heard some rinks, and I, I can't confirm it, but some rinks actually require you to wear masks as you're playing too, so that's a little rough. <laughs> Which I know yeah. Under Armour makes like a special mask, but dude, they're like... $35 a piece. It's crazy. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I don't have that much money. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, it's it's tough, man. Because, uh, like, all, all, like, gyms now, here in Colorado at least, you have to wear a wet mask as you work out. And I did, I did a stair stepper, uh, like, a week ago, you know, for, like, half an hour. And I was dying. Because, like, it's, I mean, yeah, you can get decent amount of oxygen but it's just i don't know if it's a mental thing or what it is but having that mask in your face it makes it way more tougher so i couldn't imagine skating on the ice god no having god, that no. thing on your face the whole time yeah rough I'm a, and i'm a real slobbery kind of guy so like you know I, I'm, I'm 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 driving around and stuff and I, like you know i'm breathing and stuff and next thing you know i'm just i'm being swaddled in this wet mask is just all over my face i'm just like i, I can't i can't stop i can't stop uh, slobbering blah just tidal waves and tidal waves of slobber just coming out of my mouth into this mask and i'm just like i'm smelling it i'm tasting it it's just blah. yeah anyways well <laughs> even that work for me we're working in a 90 degree plus building and we have to wear a mask and I'm up at the highest level. I sweat my ass off. Yeah, it's no. just and it's hard to breathe sometimes. Yeah, it's it it, it it's something that you just you just gotta get used to, I suppose. Um, yeah, maybe one day. So, but, so Drew, can you tell me about like your uh, first experience coming back onto the ice after uh, losing your vision and stuff like that? Like, uh, I mean, I this is gonna sound like the the most obvious question, most dumbest question ever, like. What was so how how different was it, man? I mean, just like coming back on a not skating for a while and b you know having like this this all new challenge around you kind of can you tell me how that just kind of you know how you kind of came and overcame it and uh, just uh, dealt with it? Yeah, I mean, it's I I think that I'm lucky in that I kept my visual acuity so I can see really well. I just can't see very much. Um, so for me being able, I, I don't really have depth perception, but the fact that I can, can usually tell what's coming that, that made it a little bit easier. Right. Um, one of the things was my balance was a little bit, I had to kind of adjust because you know, you're, when you lean into something, usually your, your body just naturally knows that cue. And for some reason I would tip a little bit further, you know, going into a, a turn or, or going into a corner. Um, but I, I think for me, it was 
you know, your coaches always tell you keep your head on a swivel. And so it was really kind of drilling into myself that I need to constantly be looking because I, I, I don't know where people are anymore. Um, and so that was the biggest adjustment. Uh, and, and beyond that was, was the physical aspect. Cause you know, you don't skate for six, seven years and then you get back on and it's like, you've never skated before baby deer on the ice. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Looked like Matt Martinez during the dog bowl skating on marbles. Just skip. Yeah. Slipping all over marbles. Shout out Mark, Mar- Mar- Mark, 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 Mark Martinez, Matt Martinez. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh. Take about twenty percent off that booze over there, but <laughs> he's drinking drinking water. He's oh, drinking. The, yeah, but it's extra water, so you know you're getting those electrolytes. He's, he's drinking the good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be drinking, bud. Got to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then like you know what 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 kind of steps would you take to you know maybe overcome some of these like you know uh, you know if you were t- uh, t- tilting too much what you know what do you try to do to kind of like get past that just more ice time or what yeah just just keep skating just keep going don't get discouraged i mean it's like anything um it's like any injury even you know if you so in in my first tournament back uh i also slipped and and missed missed an edge and went into a corner and put my right leg straight legged into the boards and so my knee and hip pretty bad oh yeah um so it you know that that was uh because i wasn't quite acclimated to my turn it, it's just one of those that y- you just learn and, and you hope you don't get hurt and sometimes you get hurt and you just get up and you keep going um you know that's <laughs> unfortunately there's no that there, there isn't an easy way you guys know you've played hockey like oh, yeah. it, it, it's work <laughs> True hockey mentality right there, man. True hockey mentality. And I've got a question, Drew. I was kind of reading up here just recently that does it make a big difference between the net size? Because I, yeah, because it's like you you have a whole foot less from what I'm reading. You're using a three foot instead of a four foot. Does that make a huge difference or anything like that? Um, So the puck is heavier. So yeah, I I totally can't believe that. That's a huge thing that's different. Yeah. So our goalies tend to stay in the butterfly when the puck goes into the offensive zone. The goalie will drop, and then he'll just be shifting from side to side to to seal up. Um, so the because of that, and also to keep this metal puck at a manageable height, the the goals are three feet instead of four. Um, the only time I think it matters is when you can tell that guys have been going to stick and puck or playing sighted leagues and then they come to blind hockey because they they will just whistle those things, you know, oh, right yeah. over the net. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like my biggest fear. Like that of, of all things, like that's my biggest fear is hitting a goalie full on with the puck. Cause oh, I, yeah. I, I, I've taken it in the shin pad, and I, I would not want to. <laughs> I would not want to do that again. <laughs> oh no, that sounds like a big job to handle right there. Yeah, see, Don't get in front of that damn thing. <laughs> yeah, it almost seems like you know just getting uh, nailed with a curling stone at that point. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing. You got, so on YouTube, you can find um, some of the tournaments between USA and Canada blind hockey. And there's a guy on Team USA. Uh, I got. I was really lucky. I got to play with him in Minnesota in august um his name's kevin brown he's a defenseman and he's a b1 
And as far as I know, he's the only B1, so he can't see, he couldn't see his feet if he was looking at him. Um, but he's the only B1 that plays defense and actually skates. Whoa, and I, really? guys, I, I'm telling you, he is the best D pair I have ever played with out of anybody I've ever played with. Like that guy, that guy puts team first, and I've never seen someone take six shots like block six shots from that blind puck and keep going like that. He's a machine. That, I, sound, I love that, that sounds like some serious business right there. I, it just from the sounds of it, you're like, Oh, there's ball bearings in there. I've seen what ball bearings are. No, I, I don't want to take any of those. Anywhere near me, man. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you right now, I hated blocking shots. I mean, oh, yeah. I did it, but I, 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 I was like always, Man, I really gotta block this shot. Well, shit. So I, I give him that man the utmost respect. Right. Well, there's oh, that, yeah. and I even like the goalies. Yeah. Like I mean, me me being a goalie, you know, like the buck that we use hurts oh, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> or a lot of the times, I should say. I couldn't imagine having to face something like that. Oh. No. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter how fast it comes at you. It's just. You know, yeah. steel and ball bearing. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's like it's gonna hurt regardless. Yeah, no, it it that that puck is no joke, and well, and that's the thing too. We are there are a lot of people that are trying to make different pucks. I don't necessarily know that they're gonna be any less heavy, but um, maybe something that beeps instead of the ball bearings because if it slides across the ice, it gets pretty quiet. So in um, your in your experience, would you consider a different puck, or are you pretty satisfied with the ball bearing style puck that you guys have been using? Uh, for me, it's okay because it it moves. Slow. I mean, it still moves pretty quick on the ice, but it moves slow enough that I can track it pretty well with my vision. For the guys that have less vision than me, I feel like the beep would be a boost to them as far as audi- being able to audibly kind of tell where the puck is at all times. Cause when it goes quiet, some of those guys won't, if it's in their feet and it's just stopped moving, they won't know. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, right. And I mean, with the NHL, with all the technologies that they've released here within the last few all-star games, they can track now how fast the puck is shot, how fast a player's moving, all of that stuff now. I mean, why wouldn't you try to figure out something where they have a beeping puck? Because, yeah, that's what I was wondering when you tell me what the puck is. It's like, um, no, I don't want to block that or anything of that sort, even being a goalie. Yeah. And yeah, it, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Drew. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's it, – I think the goalies in hockey, no matter what, are the craziest and bravest of them, but, you know – the the blind guys I give more way more credit to because I oh absolutely even if oh, I hell yeah. see I wouldn't want to do it <laughs> Hat, hats off my respect to them one hundred percent you don't know no where doubt. you're gonna take a clinker off of you know yeah that's a big stick time for those boys for right sure. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I mean well um, yeah it was so you would would you be in like into a puck change if it if it was something different maybe less heavy weight i i would be interested for if it was if it would allow players to track better i would be interested in a new puck yeah. 
um if it if it just you know they're like well we made it lighter but it still is is based on ball bearings i think that we've all become acclimated to this one so uh, there wouldn't be much point in in changing it if that was all that they were doing and that might come down to it too is like some things are better not being changed you know what i mean yeah uh it might it might not be you know uh i guess like the best or whatever productive but if it's been used for say 30 years you know i and and people are getting adjusted to it it's it's maybe kept better just keep it the way it is you know what i mean and the only way that i could see that working is if you have like your own like hockey arena that has sensors across like right on the yellow part of the boards boys and just have like a little sensor inside the puck that it and you'd have, have the whole entire you watch too the... many marvel movies oh my, my friend God. <laughs> <laughs> well come on if we can have a robot hey and they then... put it on the ice and all that stuff and so then, i mean and then we on. have yeah, wonder t- woman t- with tony, superman tony stark and... isn't working out new <laughs> hockey uh, equipment there bud no but i'm just saying it it I, i'm sorry <laughs> I wish no, i'm I just putting that into the multiverse now that we're just oh, talking yeah. marvel yeah. so <laughs> but no i just didn't know if there was like a scent like a chip that you could put and just sensors like all across the ice and stuff and it just you know uh, I'm, I'm, i don't know <laughs> Ross, I'm sure there's a way, but I, I think it's a little more complicated. I know, I and it's gonna, a lot more, and I'm trying to like go into I this. I think he's, but... gonna, he's definitely going to lose sleep over this for the next no. week, man. Yeah, no, I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to figure out a plan. <laughs> I will. Just, just gonna, you got Ross at 4 a.m. It's like, it can be done. <laughs> How the fuck will it be done? Bil- I Bil- need to know. Yeah, be like Field of Dreams. Build it and they will come. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> if, you, if you tell me Stark a puck, we will, we will be there. Yeah, there we go. There we go. You'll, you'll pr- yeah, you'll be the first to test that. Hello, you... hello, sharks. My name is Ross. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new yeah, the Shark Tank. Ross on Shark Tank. Love to see that one. Oh Jesus. It'd be like just yeah. Going just like a plane just going down. Oh, I could just see you come in like, hey, so like uh, uh, I got like, like this puck, alright? And it and, uh, I got a chip in there, bro. And uh so and we'll and we'll be sitting right here in this garage having a drinking game for every time Ross says uh we take a drink or just like starts <laughs> cracking up <laughs> like that <laughs> well that's no, all it's true no I'd have to have like a set plan on how I'm going into it or else I'm just royally screwed yeah. alright let's uh, yeah let's let's move, let's on. move on from that <laughs> thank but, you please <laughs> but Drew I had a I had a question with you earlier I know you mentioned that you you're originally born in Texas and obviously now you're in Chicago so how long how long did you live in Texas and and, and what brought you to Chicago uh, so I actually was only in Texas till I was three uh, and then my my mom actually got a job up in Chicago, uh, so we all we moved up this way, um, and and this is where we've been. So uh, Stars are my first team, and then we got Taze and Kane, and I started getting back into hockey, and now the Hawks are my boys. 
There you go, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Uh, so, not uh, not only do you play hockey, you actually uh, like design jerseys and logos and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, like I said, we have an illustration company. Um, I'm a jersey addict. <laughs> uh, uh, you're, spe- I, you're speaking to the choir, brother. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I when I got my first Adidas uh, jersey, I was like, well. That's over for me, and so it's. It, I mean, I've been getting them before then, but these these new ones are great. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta uh, agree with you, man. I they are just so nice. But they're very they're so soft. Oh yeah. yeah, and like the Reebok ones. I I don't know about you guys, but I get the stitches on the inside that like s- scrape you up a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, no. But uh, so I've always been interested in in jersey design and. Um, and logo design and i I actually did uh did some work for a startup a year ago that that kind of got me more into um working with programs like illustrator and photoshop and uh so i i've kind of slow i i do a lot of it for myself um but i post some of them every now and then as far as like jersey designs that i think are cool uh i posted a seattle kraken concept uh and it was the first time i'd done it and and i was excited and of course the first guy that posted was like man it took you so long to make this trash and i like deleted the post and was just super sensitive about it (laughs) i was gonna say you could probably do a better logo than i mean it's cool for what it was what they use like you know the kraken and all of it in the actual jersey well like i mentioned but and and question for you drew you know like i i I mentioned that in one of when when kraken was actually released and we covered that in one of our older episodes um but i was saying i really what i was expecting was like this freaking sea monster eating a pirate ship or something like that's that's what i was expecting you know when they when they said Kraken's gonna be the name, and then it ended up being what it is. Which I'm not hating on that on oh, the no. logo. It's oh, no. it's a very clean design. But what are your thoughts on the Kraken Kraken's jerseys? I I was super excited when I found out they're gonna be the Kraken, like you. Like I definitely thought it was gonna be you know a squid coming out of the ocean devouring a ship or something, especially with the technology that they have in jerseys like you can do some crazy stuff with them now go back to the Um, ihl and do some crazy stuff or something yeah like the st louis uh trumpet jersey you know let's bring that back (laughs) um but i i think that you can kind of tell the direction that nhl uniforms are going if you look at you know dallas florida uh vegas they're there, there's a much more corporate feel to me as far as the logo design. Like they're not necessarily designing these uniforms for jerseys or for teams. They're designing them to be easily recognizable and put on merch. And and I think you have to. But it, you know, I think it takes some of the character away from from some of the older wild jerseys that we've seen. You know, and I, hey, and just to say, I saw that Kraken one on your Instagram, and whoever said that, that guy's an idiot because I think that looks pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Yeah. It, so I don't know. I think I also come from a more like art background. So I like the funky stuff, you know, the wild wing coming out of the, the ice is cheesy as that Jersey is like, I love it. Ross just got so happy that you said that right now. He really did. <laughs> My, Those are usually like top five ugliest jerseys along with the fishermen. And I got oh, two of them. I got a Korean a Solani. <laughs> oh, see, you're lucky. I would love to have one of those. Or a Kachina. Oh, My wife yeah. hates the Kachina. She hates it, but oh. I love it. Like, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I, oh, agreed. Fully agreed. The Kachina is just in- incredible. Well, hey, man. Um... I do got one more thing to say. Uh, you actually made a logo for the Jersey Keeper. And he was actually featured in one of our jerseys on the bench videos not too long ago. Yeah, Sonny's great. Yeah, and, he's uh, top notch. It, that collection of his, it, I drool every time. <laughs> oh, it's sweet, man. It is. And all right, we. Uh, I got one more question for you uh, to really close this yep. thing off. Like, I think I, I got, I got the very last question to close it out. But I'll, Ooh. I'll have you, I'll have you. I'm gonna do your right, thing. Yeah, Bro so, I mean, you know, uh, everybody knows how much uh, you know how passionate hockey players are, and like, uh, in in your words, like, uh, you, uh, how pa- like obviously, you, you guys are uh, pretty blessed to ha- be able to still ha- play hockey. I mean, what does that mean to you? like you, uh, you know, visually impaired folks, and that you can still play hockey, and like, it does it. Make it maybe a little more special that you still can play? Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's the thing. And, you know, I listened to your guys um, at the Dog Bowl and, and, like, hearing all the great stories about all the great things that that, that program has been able to do for so many people. Um, and while blind hockey isn't, you know, kind of a, a single organization focused on you know doing things like that it it's still the same kind of thing as far as hockey goes and that it's healing um it, it and it doesn't matter if you're playing in the nhl or you're playing in beer league or you're at beginners hockey you know there's something about being on the ice and being able to move in the ways that we can move on the ice and, and experience that that i think um brings people together and then finding that sense of team and community is also great. Um, especially for me, I, the the word blessed is perfect because, uh, when I was done with my surgeries, I I wasn't really given any direction as far as this is an organization that works with visually impaired people. This is a group that you can go and talk to. So for a long time I was in this really like not great place and I found the Blackhawks blind hockey team and, uh, one of the kids on there, David, um, the first practice, you know, it was just being on the ice with him and seeing how much joy he was getting and it was infectious. And, and so it's, it, it's a, it's a blessing. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know how else to explain it. You know, you lose something, you don't think you're ever going to get it back and then you do. And it's so much better than you remembered it. And this is, I think this is a perfect time where I want to throw in my question. And this kind of honestly really goes together with what Cody just threw in. Uh, but one question I want to ask you, and this uh, obviously, so if, if you, from where you are today, 
us talking on this podcast, uh, knowing everything that you accomplished, you know, designing jerseys, playing hockey again, being part of this awesome organization. If you could go back in time to where you just went into that doctor's office knowing, the, you know, doing all these surgeries, where you told your uh, girlfriend or now wife, like, I guess there's no more hockey. Uh, if you could go back in time and, and tell that person something, what would you tell them? Good question. You know, um, I would I would probably tell myself to keep going. Because honestly, like, you know, you don't... I think that the finding the lows... And, and allowing yourself to to feel that that like hurt and loss made for me made it such a larger experience for me when I got it back. And I think if I knew that there was something out there that I'd get it back, that that would take away from from the journey to that point. Yeah. That's great, man. Oh, that's awesome, uh, man. That's a good question. Well, hey, man, I, I, you know, I think, I think you've done awesome things, and I, oh, I, yeah. I could speak for, you know, Cody and Ross. I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing, and uh, it's just mind blowing, you know, the oh. things that you accomplish and all the other blind hockey players. Like I said, you know, like Cody mentioned earlier, it's like sometimes it's almost embarrassing. It's like, sorry, we sound like idiots, but we, yeah. Just simply, you know, we knew it was out there, but we didn't know how in-depth, you know, this whole league is. And it's so cool to hear about. And, and, and man, we commend you for it. That's, that's awesome. And we're, we're super happy to have you as one of our friends now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah that, that's great, man. I, I couldn't have said it better than Keats. Yeah, no. And uh, it's great that, yeah, you're able to still play hockey and that the Chicago Blackhawks Blind Hockey Association just has helped you out to do that. And if you people want to go out and, you know, donate to their cause, it's a great cause. I mean, just reading up on it yeah, here um, just over the podcast. Can you can you kind of like uh, just real quick tell us how we can, you know, people uh, the listeners and stuff can learn more about you know visually impaired uh, hockey leagues and stuff like that yeah so um depending on where they're at they may have a blind team um, we recently got ones in st louis seattle michigan indiana um there are a couple others uh you can go to usa hockey uh and look up disabled sports there's um miss donnelly is the uh person that they'll talk to she's great um but you know, it's it's really Chicago Blackhawks Blind Hockey dot com is our uh, is our website, and that that has a bunch of links to other programs and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. Again, we're we're really small, so I think that we're we're kind of building and and trying to to gain some traction. And so, you know, being able to to come on a, a show like this and talk about it for a little while is always just great to to let people know that that we're not just running into walls out there awesome man and and where can our listeners find you uh you got an instagram facebook that maybe you want to let a, people know where they can maybe check out your uh jersey designs and such and maybe give you a follow 
Oh, sure. Uh, so I'm blindhawk underscore 33 on Instagram. Uh, and then our illustration company um, that some Jersey design stuff is on is uh, of Mice and Madness Studios on Instagram. Nice. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So you heard him, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Go out there, give him a follow. Uh, and shout it out to the top of the roof. I mean, blind hockey players are pretty fucking awesome. Fuck yeah, they are. And they'll fuck you up on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> looking, at you, look, 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 looking at you, Darby Hendrickson, yeah. calling you out. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Drew, from the bottom of our hearts, we are, uh, we are so honored to have you on, and thank you so much for coming on and giving us a new and exciting perspective on the game of hockey, man. Yeah, no, it's been awesome. It's been, oh, thank you so much. It's been great. Absolutely awesome. And uh, boys, you got anything to plug in before we end this? Um, I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners. And as per usual, thank you to the Dog Nation Hockey Foundation for everything that they've done. Yeah. And to My Beer Nation, we wouldn't have those awesome hats and uh, stickers and pins that we're going to be getting. So um, check those out. And, uh, you know, um, keep your stick on the ice. Keep your uh, skate sharp. And, you know, keep your head up, kid. Especially you, Darby. <laughs> awesome, boys. I, I couldn't say it better, Cody. Uh, same stuff. Uh, Ross? Well, just thanks for listening, and thank you, Drew. Um, this has been an eye-opening experience, and just a very, yeah, I've gained so much knowledge uh, from this whole entire thing, too. Um, it's great. Thank you. Awesome. Well, guys, this is it for episode 25. Oh, fuck you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll catch you next time, guys. See you guys. Be harsh. Right, bye. Prost.